Hi, and welcome to the Go Lead Yourself podcast. I'm your host, Paige Howe, leadership coach and business culture strategist. If you want to feel more empowered and in control in leadership and in life, you're in the right place. Let's dive in. Kia ora um, happy Wednesday. I'm recording this on the 18th of August and I'm hoping to have this up in a couple of hours. Um, for context, for those of my listeners who are not in New Zealand, uh, we had an announcement last night that the whole of New Zealand will be going into lockdown um, because there has been a case of the Delta variant in Auckland, um, but then based on news today, it looks like there's more cases in Auckland as well. So um, yeah, for those of you listening in New Zealand, I don't need to tell you what's going on. You're running through it at the moment and that's what this podcast episode is going to be about. But for those of you listening from overseas, that's just some context around this conversation today. So what I wanted to talk about, and I'll I'll do my best to keep this brief because, you know, um, it could be that there are a few other things that you need to get sorted. Um, and yeah, I just really want to make this as digestible as possible. And you can always re-listen if, um, you know, if you need a bit of an escape from wherever you're at at the moment. So what I wanted to talk about is the cycle that happens when big changes like this come up and how it can throw us into a panic, but then not always, you know, we react to these things differently, but I really wanted to highlight and talk about the cycle because then it can help you self-identify where you're at within that cycle. And if you are in a you know, if you do feel like you're fixed in one particular point, then it can also help you recognize that you will transition through that or, um, yeah, help you in making those moves. So that's just what I wanted to talk about today. And I really hope that's helpful as, as we all bunker down, you know, if we're not essential workers, if you are essential workers, that's a different reality for you as well, but that all of these things will still relate to you, right? So, when we go through a massive change, the first step is always adapting to the situation that's in front of us. Um, I'm recording this from Otatahi Christchurch, uh, where we've experienced a fair share of natural disasters and also um, a horrible attack a couple of years ago. So we're used, not used to, but we've experienced a few of these um, situations. So the first thing that happens when something crops up is that you try to adapt to the situation immediately in front of you so for a lot of people last night that meant going to the supermarket to get a lot of supplies um, for good or for bad um, in that point that's where a lot of the feelings start to come up but you don't necessarily have the space to actually process them so you might be experiencing a lot of physical responses and a lot of mental and emotional responses but this is the point where you really kind of go 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 to try and um I talk about survival last night was not really a, a flight a flight or die kind of situation but um yeah you are trying to make sure that you're going to be safe and secure at home and it is reacting to the problem that's in front of you right so at that point you're reacting you might be rescheduling plans you start to realize how much you had you know, in the next week or so or in the next three days, depending on where you are, um, and started to plan for how to reschedule that. So whether you're able to feel those emotions or not, and there's no right or wrong way, if you did, you know, like if you were all in your feelings around that announcement, that's perfectly healthy. Um, it doesn't necessarily feel good, but the feelings are still present. And if you were holding them at bay so that you could kind of carry on and there were certain things that had to be done right away, 
um, then that's that's also okay, right? There's no right or wrong way to feel. But just acknowledging the fact that this has brought up probably quite a few emotions for you um, is one of the first steps in how we can be kinder to ourselves because we in ourselves acknowledge how much is going on in the background, how much background noise there is to what we're doing each day. So if, and if you're someone who's an essential worker, you know, there were plenty of people um, working in supermarkets and other industries last night that weren't able to stop and process and won't be able to stop and process um, necessarily during the day. Maybe there'll be space for that in the evening. So I just really want, and I'm pausing here because there's going to be two parts to this episode. So at the end, I'm also going to summarize how the way we treat ourselves can flow through to how we treat others in these situations. So I pause there because immediately for me, I'm like, let's have empathy for the people who are still working. Um, and let's, you know, in as much as we're in our struggle, just also acknowledge that they're also in their struggle as well. But like all of the things that I teach, it starts with us. So we're going to go through these core concepts and I want you to be thinking about it in terms of how it relates to you and how you're doing. And then at the end, we're going to switch over to that, um, the empathy and that outward, yeah, the outward way of expressing that, I guess, or of understanding that within other people. Um, and I know for a lot of the people listening to the podcast, the outward part is easier for, for you. So it's easier to have empathy for other people and it's harder to have empathy for yourself. So um, I'm also in that camp and that's, I'm sorry, but that's where we're going to start. Okay. So acknowledging that when this announcement came up and that when certain things were happening last night or today, that there may be lots of feelings present and, you know, creating space for that. If you're able to create space for that, um, you know, trying to ease up or cancel on as many things as possible, or, um, you know, if there is somebody where you can talk through these things in a um, really healthy way, then making sure that you maybe create that opportunity. So it's not just about cancelling, it's also about, you know, um, yeah, creating opportunities where you can actually process this sort of stuff healthily. Um, so, yeah, once we're out of kind of that immediate um immediate panic or the immediate focus on on doing all of the things then we shift into adapting to what our new normal is so you know for people working from home this is like setting up the space or figuring out meal plans and all of that sort of stuff um and I know in workplaces it could be you know figuring out plans for how many people can be in at work and all of that sort of stuff so then we move into that kind of adapting and again there's still a lot of those background feelings are still present when you're in this stage. And so what can happen is that, you know, as we get news updates, um, I'm recording this at 11 a.m., I know that we're going to have an update at 1 p.m. Um, and I've already seen that, you know, there's more cases in Auckland. Um, so as we get updates like that, these can be kind of triggering and it can, you know, it just highlights the uncertainty and how we're not hugely in control of the situation. So I want to say that out loud because um, and it's also something that you're aware of right from last lockdown or depending on where you are in the world if you've been through quite a few of these or you know in and out of these but I just want to again remind us all that these things can be triggering and if you didn't have a great response to it last time um, then potentially avoiding those updates um, and yeah and also just just staying in what you can control. Um, so what you can control is sort of 
the the things around you um or you know listening to this podcast episode hopefully you can gain a little bit of control over yourself or a little bit more understanding over you know your relationships and your emotions and where you're at so trying to stay grounded in that and not um and not getting fixated on what the government may or may not do or you know what that might mean for if there's an event that was scheduled but actually you're not part of the decision making process and what happens with that right so trying to be as present as possible in your own life and step out of all of these other um, problems or fears that might come up as well so yeah just remembering that you know even in this adapting stage where we're starting to feel like okay now I'm putting the pieces together or maybe um, I don't know if it almost feels too soon to be talking about this but maybe like you're like oh this is the exercise plan that worked last time or here's here's something that I might do um, even as we start to incorporate those things that could feel very um, like you have control over it it can still you can still be triggered by other things happening around you so just being mindful of that and and trying to take care of yourself in all the ways that that work best for you so the other point that I wanted to make here is that sometimes and I think this is probably true for most people listening is that sometimes we try and reassure ourselves with the knowledge that other people have it worse so what that could look like is you know I'm struggling but you know my friend couldn't go to a funeral that was planned or this person's wedding was cancelled or now this person's in hospital or all sorts of things right and there's nothing wrong with perspective but I just want you to consider with yourself whether you're actually trying to gain perspective from that because what I what I'm going to assume about you is that those thoughts are already playing in the background without you needing to necessarily highlight or focus on that one particular aspect and I think oftentimes when we focus on that aspect it's just a way of almost beating yourself up for feeling bad it's not actually an act of kindness or empathy for other people because also they don't know they don't know that we're thinking about them it may not even be someone that's related to you it could be from a news article where you've seen somebody who's going through something rough and so just I want to call this out for you because if this is something that you tend to be in a pattern of I just want you to ask yourself the question around is this actually helpful do I feel better when I remind myself of this fact or do I feel crappy because I feel bad and other people have it worse so with any of the potential solutions that you present to yourself or um, any actions that you're taking or practices that you're going through I just want you to consider is this actually helping me and there's a concept that I've talked about a wee bit about whether this serves you and this is big in the coaching industry I don't know if this is um, something that's in your normal vocabulary but essentially whether something serves you is something doesn't have to necessarily create positive emotions um, but does it help you in some way so it could be that you know having a difficult conversation with somebody actually dredges up um, I was going to say bad emotions but you know who's to say that there are bad emotions but it, emotions that don't feel as good I'll say that and but if it leads to further understanding in the relationship or if it helps you to recognize a place where you know things are place where you want to make a change or a place where it would be healthy for you to make a change then I'm going to say that that serves you that's what I talk about when things serve you because it doesn't have to be a good or a bad emotion but it helps 
further you in some way. It helps move you forward. So when I talk about practices like this and, you know, I use the example of if you're looking at other people's um, struggles and saying, you know, they have it much worse. When I say, does that serve you? It's, it's about, are you actually, is there any forward momentum coming from that? And if not, if it's just keeping you stuck and, um, and if it's just making you feel bad about yourself, because again, what I wanted to highlight in the beginning is that you already have these thoughts. I, I believe that you're someone who actually does take life into perspective, you know, and does consider other people kind of as a default. So I know that for you, what might be coming up is, well, yes, it serves me because it helps me realize I'm not the center of the universe, but I actually think that you are probably well aware of that. I think you struggle to make yourself the center of even your own universe, uh, to put it frankly. So I don't think it serves you. Um, and you can you can reply. You can um, get in touch if you think I'm wrong here. And I'm I'm happy to be wrong. Like you you deserve to be right about your own life but I'm just going to say that um because I think for some of you as you hear that you might recognize the truth in it so yeah um just checking in with yourself around what you're practicing or what you're doing and yeah whether it's helping you um I will share one thing that helps me is listening to music or watching movies that have some sort of like emotional connection and then that helps me sometimes process whatever I'm going through so um and that could be good or bad. It could be listening to a song about, you know, um, a dark time or I just read the Hunger Games trilogy and my friend said to me, she was like, that's not uplifting and it's not, um, I'll give you that. And I think for me, it was really, um, it was a good read and it uplifted me slightly in that it was a very difficult situation and it was such an example of human perseverance. Um, and again, that would be prime opportunity for my brain to be like, well, you're not really suffering because you're not Katniss either day. You're not the people in these districts who are, you know, um, under this horrible rule or losing loved ones um, in that situation. And that's not, that wouldn't have been helpful if I was reading it in that context. But for me, I was reading it in the context of people experiencing human emotions and going through the trauma that comes from really difficult situations and still persevering and kind of winning in the end and creating your own world so to me that that was uplifting um yeah so you know picking your own things what what has helped you historically if you have practices that helped you last time and yeah in other ways where you just help support yourself in general life and the other point that I want to make here is that right now it's kind of a, a heightened period of emotions, but this is also where I talk about in my podcast and where I want to continue recording episodes on how you can build these practices in, because it is easier for you the more of this work that you've done ahead of time before you come into sort of these, I'll say quote unquote crisis situations. Um, you may feel differently. I'm not sure if I feel, I'm not sure how I feel at the moment, right? I'm still in it. I'm still in the processing, but yeah all of this work it is important that we do it even if we feel like things are going smoothly it is important to continue working on ourselves and working on how we treat ourselves in the world because then when things become quite difficult some of those practices are already ingrained so yeah I just want you to without necessarily trying to stretch yourself too much just think in general day to day what makes me feel better and can I create space to do more of that perfect and so then 
so we talked through the different approaches. So first of all was the reacting and then we move into the adapting. And then there's sort of the third stage of the cycle, which is where you start to um, adjust, right? You start to um, kind of settle into whatever the new normal is. And so this is where we can have breaths to get more creative. So it's like the thrive versus survive mentality where you can start to get creative about things that you might do with this space. And the first, the first thing that I wanted to say around this is that if you're listening to this podcast and you kind of all like shifted into that very quickly, um, that's also okay. Because I know for a lot of people, they're very overwhelmed with work and very overwhelmed with priorities. And so it's okay if you took this news and went straight into thrive mode of like, this is amazing. I'm going to have all the space to do things. And I want to call that out because I know that often we then feel a lot of guilt and shame around, well, actually, this isn't a wonderful thing. Um, but, you know, if you can get some good out of this difficult situation and hopefully, hopefully this is what we want for everybody, right? We would love for everybody to be able to get some, um, I say that out loud and I know that's not possible because there's plenty of people where you're not going to feel good about the situation or you're a healthcare professional and it's just unlikely to be accessible for you. But yeah, it's not a bad thing if you're actually in some ways celebrating. And I went out for um, yeah dinner with a friend and um, their son was very excited to be getting off school. So um yeah, you know, like it's it's okay if you have switched into the opportunity mode of this and if you're already kind of um, supporting yourself in lots of ways and you're not as caught up in your feelings. And I'm also going to offer that just because you can see the good in it doesn't mean that you're also not experiencing those feelings in the background. So being mindful, even if you do feel like this is a good opportunity for you and you're excited about what you get to do with the time, um, to still be mindful of any feelings that are playing in the background there um, as, as always. Um, and yeah, if you're not somebody who's at that stage yet, then just remembering that that is a, that is a piece in this that I hope you got to experience last lockdown. Um, I know that for me personally, when we sort of came out of lockdown, I was a little bit, um, not gonna say disappointed, well, maybe I am because I just said it, but um, I, I was enjoying the break from social activities. And I kind of spoke about that on my last podcast episode around, you know, taking a holiday from, um, from your social activities or your social calendar as a way of kind of giving yourself back some energy. And so that was one thing that came out of last lockdown and maybe that came out of last lockdown for you. So yeah, I just want to remind you that this is this is a cycle in some ways. So we move from the immediate reacting to the adapting and then we're kind of settling in and making the most of the situation. And we can also, so it goes in that sort of flow and we can also flip back at various stages. And as I mentioned, when I talked about the adapting stage, sometimes we trigger those step backs by watching a certain news feed or reading certain articles. So if you're hoping to be kind of continuing and moving forward and you know that things trigger you then trying to avoid those as much as possible because we all have the loud beeps on our phones we're all going to be notified if there's anything urgent that we need to be updated on and for a lot of us there's other people in our lives who are going to watch the news regardless and they will keep us up to up to date on what's going on so yeah 
Um, and so that's kind of the cycle that we tend to go through um, that I was thinking on last night. So I hope that sounds that that resonates with you and that sounds true for you. And it could be that there's other elements to that um, that you're taking in. So just really considering you and how you adapt to these situations and ways where you can support yourself best in that. And so I mentioned that the next step in this work is recognizing that this is taking place in the lives of everybody around us as well. And we don't know at what point of the cycle they're at. You know, if it's an essential worker, it's possible they haven't had time to sort out, you know, as much in their lives as maybe other of us, other people have. Um, we, we really don't know what's going on in other people's worlds. I have a friend who, yeah, is going to be unable to attend a funeral, which is really awful for her. And yeah, just, just being conscious of the fact that we don't know where other people are at. So, um, yeah, and, and also for the people around you as well. So I, I talk about that externally for people kind of in the wider public, but also for everyone in your household. Like, even if you know people really well, that doesn't mean that you know where their brain is at, right? And if you have children, then it can be really helpful to actually just ask questions and not necessarily try and push them straight into the thriving mode, which I know is the default as parents. We don't want to see our children suffering. So we try and move into, oh, this is a fun game. But it can be really healthy to actually have a conversation with them about, you know, how are you feeling? Asking really open questions um, around how are you feeling? Or, you know, is, is there anything... Um, yeah, is there anything that you want to talk about with this? Is there anything that's worrying you? Is there anything that's exciting you? And just having really open discussions so that we start to build these practices in our children, right? Um, and I say with children, but we can also be doing this with our friends and family around us as well. So at, at all ages, um, you know, I highlighted that we're not necessarily the best at treating ourselves this way. And I don't know what age you are listening to this, but it's difficult work being able to support yourself and it's not something that we necessarily practiced in. So creating opportunities for that, for people to get mindful about how they're doing and just by asking questions. So asking yourself even, you know, are there things that are worrying me and then making note of it? Are there things that I'm excited about and then making note of it? And, and that can be a way as well because we, we often worry if I look at my worries that I'll get overwhelmed by it. But actually the opposite is true, that when you look at something and you know write it down somewhere your brain is like Phew, okay we've got that down on paper I know that's sorted I can stop thinking about it but if you just try and push that thought away your brain's like hang on we haven't dealt with this and it keeps pushing it back to the forefront of your mind so that's just part of the reason why trying to avoid thinking about something or not focusing on something is actually the worst possible thing we could do um, because it just keeps bouncing back so that doesn't actually solve any of the problems um, Perfect. And I also wanted to kind of highlight this, obviously, in a workplace as well, that just remembering that people are at different at, at different stages. If you are someone who is in charge of other people, then again, asking those open questions around how they're doing before you try and sort of dictate um, what life at home needs to look like. And I don't think people listening to this are the people who would be trying to dictate, but sometimes we feel like we need to give people the answers um, and that can be the avenue it comes from. So not necessarily like a control, I need to control everything, but it's more of a responsibility of um, I should be directing people in the best possible way in this moment in time. And what I want to offer you here is that, well, for me, my approach to leadership and what I have seen to be true 
is that great leadership is not about dictating to people. It's about creating a common goal and allowing people to work towards that in the way that best works for them. So ways that this could look like is, you know, like clear communication around what's happening within the workplace, um, but giving people the autonomy to kind of set up for themselves what that's going to look like wherever they're working, if they're working from home or if they need to be in the office. And just asking questions and being open for that to be fluid, for them to change their mind and for them to go through all of these cycles and, you know, be triggered by certain things. And it's just allowing space for humanity. Um, honestly, that's all this work is. And it's not um it's not complicated but it's also not commonplace so that's where the difficulty kind of comes in because in a lot of ways we're working against what we believe the right way to work is which is productivity 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 and what I'm going to offer is that when you actually put the human and the person first then they automatically become more productive because they're working in the way that's best for them so and it's not to say that productivity is the perfect end goal for me the end goal is just treating people like human beings but I am going to say that that actually gets you a better result if if you are worried about productivity or if you're in a workplace that's worried about productivity so yes um what else I took some notes last night um yeah I think I think that's probably it and so just a reminder you know like I said in the beginning that this work starts with you that it's really difficult to ask something of somebody else that you aren't giving to yourself and you know people learn from that example as well so working on this for you taking care of you is the best way that you're going to be able to support other people and it's a way of developing healthy practices um, that you can share with other people if they ask and yeah, and if we don't do this, the other reason I want to say that it starts with you is because I'm not sure if you've experienced this, but when we don't give these things to ourselves, often that then turns to resentment that we have to give something to somebody else. So the examples that are popping into my head are managers I've had where, you know, I, I didn't think they had a very human-centered approach to the people in their teams. And part of the reason for that is they weren't treating themselves very kindly either so the managers who were really aggressive about sick leave never took a day off work for being sick and you know like my brain's like kudos to you but actually not kudos to you like I don't think um I know that society has kind of held it up as like a um a piece of morality that you're a wonderful person if you push through when you're sick and you still get the job done um but now I'm reminded of you know like the recent Olympic games where we had um you know, Simone Biles and even Naomi Osaka sort of pulling out to talk about their mental health and how it wasn't um, great for them and how they're actually heroes in that, in that response as well. So it's not, um, and I think I'm hopeful that that's where society is transitioning to, that actually, you know, we're going to, I don't know if hero worshipping is the right term, but we're going to be looking up to the people who put humanity first and, yeah, and not necessarily the profits or working for the system that you sacrifice everything for the system because I don't think that's a healthy or a happy way to be. So yes, big love. Um, if there's any way that I can support you in this, please just let me know. Um, if you're a first-time client, I do offer the first one-to-one -one call for free and I'm more than happy to help support you in this way if you want. And if you're already an existing client, you know, you can message me and um, 
and book in a time and I'm more than more than happy to help support you all in that as I support myself I'm not putting anyone um sorry no offense I'm not putting anyone before me so um but I would love to support you as I support myself that would be wonderful so yeah I hope you're doing okay wherever you are listening to this and whatever state um and if you feel like you're in a moment of not doing okay then I hope that you can support yourself in there and just be really, really kind to yourself because we're not always okay and that's okay. So yes, big love. Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Go Lead Yourself podcast. If this episode sparked any aha moments for you that you'd like to share, or if you have any questions that we can cover in future episodes, please send an email to support at pagehow.com. I'd love to hear from you. And to find out more about ways that you can work with me, just head to my website, pagehow.com. Thanks again and look after yourself. Don't forget that you're amazing. Until next time. Bye.